Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is Casey Stubbs from the How to Trade It podcast, and I'm here with Charlton Haupt from Bad Astro Society. He's the founder. And uh, today we're going to talk about cryptos and some stuff we've never talked about on this show, uh, but it's something that is very useful for people that are interested in learning how things work and how to make some money. Uh, and so that's what we're all about here. So Charlton, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Casey. Happy to be here. Yeah. So you said that you were, were an entrepreneur and you're, you, it's from the family. And so my son is, uh, 16 and he's doing a report. Okay. For, for school. And the, the theme for this semester is that he picks one topic and he writes about whatever, whatever he wants. It's writing. And so I was doing parent teacher conferences last week and the, the teacher told me what his topic was and I was kind of surprised, but it was an interesting topic. So I'm going to ask you the question that he's writing about. Oh man, uh, get me with it. <laughs> so, um, his, his topic is, is entrepreneurial spirit automatically inside of you? Is it a something that is born in you or is it a something that is developed? Ooh, nature versus nurture, the old debate. <laughs> so I think, um, well, I think in general, when you think about just families and, and people that you're, you're going to have certain traits where the apple just doesn't fall far from the tree. And, uh, and then you're going to have those people who just don't, you know, like the, it's just that, that kid that doesn't quite fit in with everybody else. He's just different and thinks differently and, uh, and might be that, you know, maybe you're, you grew up in a long line of musicians and then you have this person who's like, yeah, I can play music, but I'm really all about trading cars and used cars or whatever, whatever it would be. And that that's their niche. So I think for, at least for me, it's going to, the answer is definitely going to be on the nature side for, for me and my family, because my great, great, great grandfather was an entrepreneur, made millions, you know, next one and so on and so forth. It's funny is that they've all had their, especially, you know, when you think generations a few hundred years ago where they, they all had their, their losses where you had, you know, multi-millions and they, they, then they worked on a project, went all away and then they lost everything, right? Or, uh, famine comes or depressions or whatever. And so it is interesting to see just the American spirit in my family line, just coming down on that entrepreneurial mindset. It's like, it doesn't matter if we lose it all, we can pick ourselves back up and do it again. And so that, uh, that's, that's been my family line, which has been, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's its own story. That's a great answer to that question. And, um, so I'm going to ask some more specifics, but just in, in reference, it's really interesting to see the whole nature versus nurture because, you know, my son's 16 and I was going through that parent teacher conference and I, I felt kind of bad for him because all of his weaknesses were like the same problems that I have. And they're just maybe when I'm, since I'm a little bit older, I'm more aware of them now. <laughs> and when I was young, I had no clue, but like, 
you know, big vision with very little follow through, <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm like, oh man, I feel bad yeah. for him, you know, cause I've always had big vision and I'm think finally now that I'm 45, I'm finally learning the follow through part <laughs> and, you know, yeah. cause I want to do everything. But anyways, it's just interesting. Um, but that's why I, I can help mentor them and get them through those things. But, um, so how about you? What's your experience in entrepreneurship? What what kind of things have you launched out and you learned? Yeah. So, uh, goodness, I went to college. I pulled out of college after a year and because I realized I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't, I don't want to go to school to go to school. And so I actually went out to Uganda uh, in Africa and hung out in a village with a local Ugandan pastor there. And, uh, you know, and I was just there by myself. I didn't go with an organization or anything else. And I just lived there for two months and, and, uh, and realized, oh my goodness, you know, going, going there was like going, it just, it, it was like going back in time. I, it was what I imagined the United States to be in say the 1920s or 19, like, you know, teens and, uh, and just all this potential and my brain just turned on with business ideas and that, which had not happened to me, uh, at that point, my dad was entrepreneurial and, you know, and was always solving problems. And, and so I just, I saw all these problems that, that could be solved in that and realized that like, Oh, I'm actually really needed here. And so I, uh, opened up a taxi business there and that taxi business, uh, I would say it was successful. It ran for a few years and, uh, and, but I was only there for two months and I, and I ran the business remote uh, from here and had a, you know, somebody out there that I trusted that ran it. And then, uh, you know, as time went, got married, had some kids and started a, uh, an actual tax business, uh, Liberty tax franchise, which I ran for one year and we broke even, which is in business. Hey, that is a, that's a big success. Uh, we broke even year one and realized oh, there's no way I want to do taxes. I, I can do it, but this is terrible. I don't like this. It's not what I want to do with my life. So, uh, so I went ahead and sold that and, uh, and I just worked a, I worked a day job, uh, you know, which I mean, well, I had a career, I had a career in the energy conservation sector, did very well for myself, uh, helped build up a few departments within the business that I did work at and, uh, and then got into crypto in 2017, read the Bitcoin white paper. And was just hooked. Oh my goodness. This is the future. This isn't just, this is inevitable is what I thought. I told my wife, this is, this is happening. And, uh, so I sold the house, went all in on Bitcoin and I learned an expensive lesson. And as we know, Hey, lessons cost people education. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I don't love it. I don't love that you had to learn that, but I do love it because I love expensive lessons. If you yeah. can learn and not quit a lot of, a yeah. lot of expensive lessons take some people out of the game, but tell yeah. me your expensive lesson. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So I put, I put this, the house into essentially straight into the market, uh, toward the top of, uh, you know, the 2017, uh, Bitcoin bubble. And I remember at the time I knew nothing about trading. I knew nothing. I just saw the fundamentals of Bitcoin. I thought this is the future baby and I'm in. And, uh, and so when I got in, I got in toward the top and rode that thing all the way down toward the bottom and lost, you know, 90. And I didn't just do Bitcoin. I did some altcoins and I lost like 95% of my, you know, net like wealth at that point. It was, it was just terrible. It was a very difficult year just as a provider, as a father, as a husband, 
But I looked at it all and I said, but the truth is this thing is still the future. It's like, it, this hasn't changed at all. So I stayed in, I, I just learned a ton. I just went right down the rabbit hole of learning how money works, how markets work, um, how the Fed works and, uh, and how cryptos worked. And, uh, the more I learned, the more I, I learned how to like trade and slowly got into actually just trading and, and doing that. And it wasn't till. Goodness, it took a while for me to get the money back that I had lost. Um, it wasn't until 2020. 2020 is when I finally was like, all right, I'm back to where I was and let's let's carry on. And I've done I've done pretty well for myself since then. Yeah. Uh from the 17 highs of what, 17 up to 68,000, that wasn't a bad run. Not a bad, not a bad run. Yeah. Not a bad run at all. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah, you were dollar cost averaging. What was that? Hopefully you were dollar cost averaging in the downturn. Right. What I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I could. Yep. Cause that's yeah. really wise. That's really smart, especially if you believe in it. Cause then now your average Bitcoin's not 17,000. Now it's like 5,000. Yeah. As yeah. you go. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and at the truth is, and anybody who's listening and coming in, like, you know, dollar cost averaging is if you're not into trading and, and you're not an expert at it, that is the, the ultimate solution. It's the most, boring, least sexy advice that you want to hear. And yet it is the absolute bedrock of truth. It's so easy. Like if you're, um, just not, you know, it's easy because the average person can do it. You still need to know what your dollar cost averaging, right? Cause if it's an altcoin and it goes to zero, then, you know, that's not going to work for you. But if it's something that has, the fundamentals that Bitcoin has, then you're in really good shape or fundamentals of real estate or fundamentals of, uh, of certain stocks. Yeah. Something that's going to outlive the the hardship of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, totally. So I, and you know, when you get into trading, I think one of the hardest lessons to learn as a whole is, is just that risk mitigation and risk management. And then learning to manage that trade properly. And if you're just investing, which I, I mean, in general, people should probably be doing and not trading in and out, depending on, on whether or not it's what you do for a living. Uh, but you're, you're, you're always going to, you're always going to win if, if you're investing into something that is going to outlast the current downtrend and your dollar cost averaging. It's just, it's just a guaranteed, you know. Right. Right. Fun. Yeah. So. Cool. So well, yeah, yeah, that's really good. And, um, you know, I tell people that all the time, just keep, keep going at it and it's the best way to make money. Uh, and that's how I got started really. You know, I was kind of like you and I just quit college because I'm like, why am I here? So I joined yeah. the army and, uh, that was awesome. I traveled around the world, experienced different cultures and I put all of my money into the stock market. <laughs> every time I got Good paid, you. like almost all of it. Cause you get free food, free room and board. And, uh, when I left, this was, this was in 2000. When I left, I had uh, $30,000. So awesome. back then that was a lot of money. Yeah. 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 That could, yeah. In 2000, that was, that was good money right there. Yeah. Ex- especially cause I was only making 800 bucks a month in the army too. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of takes the myth away as well. You got to make a lot of money because you actually don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, you just, what you need is a system that works. Yeah. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what you need. So, well, and then the trading side of things, you know, if I can go on a little bit more about just trading and, and what you learn and, and we talked a little bit about this before the show, but with the trading side of things, you know, for people who are really, really good at trading and, and this is everybody, right? Trading is really just a couple decisions. It's a buy decision and a sell decision with some risk mitigation in there and how much and so on and quantity. But at the end of the day, you're hitting a button that says buy or sell. And the people, and you're putting money into the market. That's what everybody gets to put money into the market when they hit that buy button. And then everybody takes money out of the market when they hit that sell button. And the people who are really good are people who put money into the market and they take more than what they put in. And the people who are not good at trading put money in the market and they take back less than what they put in. So it's very, very simple. And, uh, and after a few years of, of doing well in trading, uh, you know, the truth is I, I realized, like, oh my goodness, I'm putting money into the market and I'm just taking. So I'm, I'm putting money in, but I'm taking more out and I'm just putting money in and I'm taking more out. And, and once you start doing that enough, like you can do very well for yourself, but there's something that's missing, at least for me that I thought, but I'm not producing anything. I want to, I want to produce. And, and it comes back to that entrepreneurial mindset, like, but I want to do something for other people. Right. I want I want to create something. I want to do something amazing. And so uh, so I sat on that for a year, just asking God Almighty, like, please, like something, what do you something? And uh, and my brother, who's also entrepreneurial, and he's done very well for himself in uh, in Colorado in the cannabis industry, and he calls me and says, "Hey, Charlton, let's do, uh, let's let me just give you a bunch of money and you can trade it." And I thought, I, well, one, I I looked at all the legal ways and I couldn't do it unless I was going to go back to school. And, you know, I have to go down the route of, uh, working for some major firm that's going to, uh, you know, sponsor me to go through all of the, the classifications and take all the testing and so on and so forth. And I thought, I don't want to do that. It's not worth, I don't need the money. He said, okay, well, let's get into NFTs. And I thought, well, I mean, they're just JPEGs, man. I don't want to get into NFTs. Like there's no real value unless you're in supply chain management and then you can have a real value, but like, there's really no value. And he said, I don't know, Charlton, just would you take a look? Because I just see that the prices keep going up. I said, all right, all right, I'll take a look. And then, you know, Casey, what happened was, is once I looked into it, I saw that the, the, at the height of it, the NFT market was an $18 billion market. Right. And so when you think about that, though, you think, wait, the whole world knows about NFTs and it's only an $18 billion market. Well, I don't think the whole world knows about NFTs yet. Right. Well, at the, so at the height of it, I would say yeah. uh, but maybe not the whole world, right? That, that might be an exaggeration, but I, I barely know anything about it, but, but I am going to bring, I, I do, I do. And okay. Yeah. But so I'm you, not going to say that I understand it, but I am going to ask you later on some more details. So we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, well, I wanted to hear you finish your thoughts oh, yeah, about yeah. the height of the market. So, yeah, totally. So the, um, so the fact that just, Everybody's at least heard of the term NFT. And even if they don't know what it is, it, it just blew my mind. I thought, you know, $18 billion for uh, a business, that's a large business. But for a market, that's a very tiny market. And this is back uh, the beginning of the year in 2022, uh, January 2022. And so I said, okay, I'm down to do an NFT with you, brother. But let's do something that provides real utility that somebody's actually going to do besides like, you know, is going to really value and it's going to do something amazing for somebody because I, well, let's produce something really great. 
He said, okay, like what? And I said, I have no idea. He said, okay, let's just do something crazy. I said, yes, let's do something crazy. <laughs> crazy said, is always good. Crazy is always good. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> let's just send people to space. And oh, dude. Casey, at the moment, the stars just align. I okay. thought, oh, my okay. Goodness. I got to stop this because this is a yes. great stopping point because now people are going <laughs> to stick to the end. And, but, but before I get to this, because I'm about ready, like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm about ready to buy an NFT from you because I need to get to outer space. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Let's have it. <laughs> but just give me some basics for, for the listeners, right? Because uh, people listening probably don't know what, what first, what is an NFT? Uh, how does it work? Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. This is Casey Stubbs from the How to Trade It podcast. 2022 was a disaster for most traders. Do you want to stop losing? Are you sick of endless hours of research only to find out you're too late and you're missing the best trades? It's time to get the upper hand in making informed trading decisions. I'm releasing a new service called Swing Trading Reports. Each Sunday before the market opens, I will bring you up to speed on the latest market trends, including the S&P 500, gold, Bitcoin. We make it easy to follow so anyone can understand this report, no matter your experience. Plus, we do bonus video content as well. The normal price for this is $75 a year, but we're bringing it down to $50 a year for podcast listeners. And remember, that's 52 reports, one report every week for $50 for an entire year. That's less than $1 per report. But you got to use the code HOWTOTRADEIT25 when signing up. Again, the code is HOWTOTRADEIT25. The link will be in the description. You can visit SwingTradingReport.com to join the community of successful traders today. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Absolutely. So an NFT is what's called a non-fungible token. And what that means is, is that it can't be just easy. It can't just be replicated, right? Like you are a non-fungible person. You, the, you are the only Casey Stubbs on planet earth and you're the only Casey Stubbs that will ever exist on planet earth. There will never be another one just like you. Whereas like if you have a, a US dollar or a hundred dollar bill and you burn it in the fire, 
Well, you can just easily replace that with another $100 bill. That would be is what that would be what's considered fungible, but non-fungible means it cannot be replaced. So, it just simply means it's a non-fungible cryptocurrency. There's only one. That's what an NFT is. Okay, okay. And so so a non-fungible token, so an NFT is actually a token. Or a coin, or or what is it? Is it a token, and it's yes. its own? So it's a one of a kind. So it's like a crypto, a Bitcoin. There's twenty million. So you destroy, or whatever the number is, you destroy like one. Million. Okay, now there's only nineteen nine 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 left, right? Right. So, but with an NFT, you destroy it, and then that's it. It's gone. So it's just not, one of a kind. Gonna... Yeah, you but you it. can make an unlimited amount of copies of it if it's like a picture of me. So you could make, I can make a, a bazillion pictures of you and they can all be tied to an NF, to an NFT, but there's only one NFT. So, so of each of those. And so on the blockchain, what the blockchain would read, it would just read this specific set of, of code and that cannot be replicated. That is then tied to this picture of you. So it's really the code that verifies that verifies which picture that it's real, right? It's the code that verifies which picture is really the the right picture. And then, as far as buying and selling that, um, so I have the the token and I want to sell it. It's it's it's. A, can you buy it and sell it with anything? You can sell it with dollars. Can you sell it with crypto, Bitcoin? Can you sell it with ETH? Like, how does that work? Right. So it just depends on one, the, the exchange that you go to buy or sell it from and whether or not they support different cryptos mm -hmm. and or the US dollar. So it really is going to come down to the exchange that you are, you're operating with, unless you are selling it to another individual in a like real life personal transaction. Then that gets to be up to you on how you want to settle that transaction, whether it's in US dollars or Bitcoin or something else. Okay. Okay. This is good. Um, I, I love this. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about your NFT here in a minute, but I really want to know about some of the other utilities, right? So one of the ways that I've seen people use these now is like, like they, they're tying them into games or something, right? So you purchase an NFT and I'm not, I haven't done this, right? I have one NFT. It's a picture of myself, but you, you buy an NFT and then that NFT is unique and you can use it in a game. And so I don't know if you have kids or anything, but I have nine kids and they love playing games online and, uh, they buy skins and stuff. So if they had their own right. unique skin, they'd probably be like, dad, we need to buy an NFT so I can, you know, get my own skin, you know, like they would spend a lot of money in that. So I can see the right. utility for that. When my first, when my kids first, uh, asked me to spend money on a skin, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Um, right. but then when I saw that, uh, you know, Epic Games and Fortnite made $3 billion in one year selling skins, I'm like, okay, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. 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 People want to spend, it just goes to show you too, like people want to spend their money. They just want to. It's like, what are they going to spend it on? Right. Right. Yeah, totally. And, and within games, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's one of the, the main use cases for NFTs. And the truth is like other really great use cases would be, and it's, I guess less, it's less of a, you know, a cool, sexy use case is that good old world word called supply chain. 
And uh, just supply chain logistics and managements is another great use of, uh, of NFTs, you know, and a quick example of that would be, let's say that you have wine that ships around the world and you suspect that your wine is being tampered with somewhere along your supply chain. So you can turn around and you can have a device that is, um, you know, that is connected to the wine bottle. And if the seal of the bottle wine bottle breaks or the cork is broken at any point in time, then it would break the connection of that. And then the next person who goes to read this, uh, you know, the NFT marker that's within that chip, uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't register on the blockchain. And so you would know where it broke along the way. Is that, uh, is that being used right now? Cause I've never heard so of that it is, one. Yeah, it is. It is being used. Uh, V chain is using one for a wine specifically. Um, and you, but you know, you think about it, you can use it with computer chips, car parts. I mean, anything and everything you can use it. And, uh, and there are some like, you know, I mean, barcodes right now are used on food and they can be used across the supply chain. The only difference with the blockchain is that it, diversifies the power so or the the control of that so you know let's say walmart gets some bananas and they're bad and they have the control of their entire database they can actually fudge the numbers if they wanted to um, to kind of cover up their tracks but with the blockchain it's uh since it's decentralized they can't do that so it just hmm. creates a world of, of transparency that's there. interesting wow so you could you know, supply chain, you could, whatever it was, water bottles or whatever, if you had to register or if you did, you had a database, you registered them as an NFT, you would know how many water bottles were in existence, you know, something Absolutely. like that. Interesting. Yep. And then, you know, yeah. And then because of it, because it's on the blockchain too, you can actually create code that would allow you to have uh, tie other things to that. So if you wanted to tie other pictures, for example, to this wine bottle that you have and you never open the wine bottle, but you take a picture of it traveling around the world or something. And then this wine bottle just has its own story, right? And that's what wine yeah, is so great because so cool. everybody wants to know the story it's like of the, the wine. the dollar bill they used to write and they'd say, track this dollar bill. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. So, so yeah, something similar. And so that, that's, that's an, another like really wonderful use case for NFTs along with the gaming systems of, um, that you're talking about right there. Cause then your kids could trade their skins and not have to work and be able to actually make a profit on their skins. And you can create entire economies within, within video games alone. Yeah. And, and I don't know if this would be really valuable for buying or selling, but for a company, a company that was doing inventory like you mentioned the Walmart thing, it would be useful yeah. rather than a barcode because barcode says you have X a number of units, which is true, but you can't differentiate between them. And so um, it would just be a more accurate way to track your own inventory. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. All right. So anyways, now I'm, I'm, I, I'm a little bit smarter unless yeah. I forget this. <laughs> you in, got it. Unless I forget this next hour, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me now about your what's your NFT called and how is it adding uh what's the use case for it? What's the use case? Yeah, totally. So our NFT is called uh Bad Astro Society is our is our project name. And we're gonna mint them, meaning people will be able to start buying them or purchasing them from us on April twelfth of twenty twenty three. And so right now we're just building the community, building awareness of what we're doing. And essentially what we're doing is, is saying, Hey, remember, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club and, uh, which is a very, for those who are listening and haven't heard of it is a, it was a very um, well-known NFT in the space, still very well-known. 
they made people millions and millions just off of these uh, JPEG pictures of monkeys. And their big use case was, hey, guys, if you join our, you know, our club, you can join our, you can come into our yacht parties, which we throw yacht parties around the world. And, uh, and then you can also come into our website, which you'll only have access to it if you have this, you know, this JPEG. And, uh, and you can purchase stuff from us that only you can purchase. And so that was one of the big use cases. It was, and it, it just blew up. It went crazy. And so what we thought was, again, we thought, well, what's something that we could do that is just out of this world. Amazing. We said, oh my goodness, we could follow this already successful business plan that the board Ape Yacht club has done, but we can do it with getting people to real life outer space. And the way that we do it, and this is where, you know, feel free to interject me here because I can just go on about this. Yeah, yeah, I will if I get if I get too excited. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so one of the really cool things about NFTs, this is this is one of those this has potential to just change businesses and, and just because you can add a layer of revenue, and that is this is what's called royalties. So every time that those JPEGs are sold, the people who are selling them have the ability to tie a royalty to that. And make money on that. So, for example, if you have, uh, let's say, Justin Bieber sells concert tickets. Well, Ticketmaster buys those concert tickets and then resells them. Justin Bieber only made the money on the first sale. He doesn't make money on all the other sales afterward. But with NFTs, you have the ability to have a 5%, a 10% charge, royalty charge on the resale of those tickets. So you make money as the creator for every transaction that happens with your particular product. And so in our case, we're saying, okay, we're going to sell a club membership. Here's this JPEG. It's a cool picture, but it's going to act as a club membership where we will give you complimentary tickets to real life outer space, which we will be purchasing. And our goal is to get that, start purchasing those in 2030. And what we're going to do is is the royalties. So one, we're going to have rev- we're going to have four revenue streams out of the gate. First is going to be the pr- the the primary sale when people first buy from us, and we're taking fifty percent of that and we're putting into the treasury. Second is the royalties. Every time that those trade hands, we're going to be getting a cut from that, and fifty percent of that cut is going straight into the treasury. And these royal these royalties. I mean, the more the more hype, the more people, the higher the demand. The more they trade hands, the higher the value goes, they end up, you know, or even if it's lower, but just the the reality of just making interest or making money from the transactional volume can be huge. So, um, so that's the second one. The third is going to be staking. We're going to be staking with the Ethereum network. So we are an Ethereum project and we'll be staking the Ethereum network, uh, to help secure that network And the network will then reward us for our staking. And that just means that we're going to help, uh, you know, reconcile, uh, the transactions and help do transactions on the Ethereum network. And then lastly, we're going to mint or, or purchase our, our own a thousand of them on our own and sell at a later date where, the, where the, that those NFTs can take advantage of higher market prices that then can go toward the benefit of, uh, of the group of the community as a whole. And we, we're going to stack more, um, more revenue streams on top of this, but we believe with just those four, we can get 10,000 people to real life outer space, um, in the near future. Very cool. So, um, so I guess my first question is, um, right now, there's only been a few people. I, I mean, I know there's some new initiatives for outer space travel, like William Shatner was in, in outer space and a couple others. Yeah, but, with Blue Origin. Right. So how 
I, I and I so a part of this is going to rely on the new tech developing and that this commerce happens, right? So you're counting on um something that is not really readily available yet. Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Right. And that's what's so great about this. So, you know, when you think about it right now, okay, well, rewind. There are a few companies right now that are, that are, that are working toward getting people there. One Virgin Galactic, it costs about $450,000 to go with Virgin Galactic. Right. And they're pretty slow on the rollout. Other one is Blue Origin, which you just mentioned that, you know, um, William Shatner went up with Jeff Bezos. They haven't released how much, they haven't released their numbers for how much it costs. Another is SpaceX, which SpaceX, it's a $55 million ticket right now. It is really only for the ultra wealthy and it's going to be at SpaceX's convenience. But SpaceX is working toward, and along with all of them, are working toward getting these numbers down. And uh, the industry as a whole thinks they can get it down to $250,000 per person. And SpaceX is an outlier where they say, well, we think we can get it down to $100,000 per person. And then lastly, there's one called Space Perspective, of which if you have not checked this out, you should really check it out. It's so cool. You don't technically go to outer space with this one, but it is you get in this pod that's got glass windows all around. And it takes you up in this massive weather balloon all the way to the very edge of space. So you can see the curvature of the earth. It would feel like you're in outer space, even though you wouldn't be, you know, you're not experiencing zero G's, but you are, you, you are looking down at the atmosphere and it, it probably feels very much like you are in outer space. And that one is something that you can just walk on with your family, which the other ones take training and all these things. So there are all these different experiences. So back to your point is that, yeah, you're right. They, they are developing this right now, which is why we're, we're sitting here saying, well, okay, if they can get it down to $100,000 a person or $250,000 a person, how can we make up that difference so we can purchase the tickets for your everyday person? Because at $100,000 or $250,000, that is still a ticket that's only reserved for the ultra wealthy. How can we make it so the average person can go? Yeah. And that's where we step. I in. mean, I honestly though, uh, I would say that these could become valuable. And so it might not be the average person because these things, you know, since it's tied to something that's so valuable, right? So I, I can see the, the use case now. You tie an NFT to something that's valuable. It's essentially tying it to a ticket, right? And so, you know, what's the value of the trip? I could see these NFTs trading around that level. Absolutely. But if you buy in with us, you're buying in at the ground level. Right. 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 So you're buying it for, and we're going to be selling ours for two Ethereum. And right now Ethereum's what? 1200 bucks. So $2,400 is the cost of it. So we're, we're making up that, that gap difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, that's really good. Um, awesome. So have you, um, have you, uh, made any contacts with anybody in the space industry to, uh, to talk about this idea? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, so we have not talked with, and we're still small, so we're still just growing our community right now. Uh, so we have not talked with any of these major players. We've reached out to uh, a few of them, uh, just tweeting to see if they'll, uh, you know, tweet back or anything. And they haven't, they haven't recognized us yet. And that's, that's okay. But uh, we do <laughs> they have, will, but, they will trust right, me. Cause you're going to be the number one ticket buyer. <laughs> that's exactly it. They will know who we are and they yeah. will be competing for our business, which makes it so much fun. Uh, so, but we do have a guy that works, uh, for NASA that is in our group. Now this isn't, he's not, uh, to be clear, he's not working as NASA to work with us, to endorse us, but he's a guy who works at NASA, who's also in our discord and loves the project and is helping to, um, you know, head it up and say, okay, how do we, how can we, you know, what else can I do? And, uh, and so we're really excited to have, have him on board and work alongside us. And, uh, and he has, which is also really cool is he has a big piece of, uh, Artemis, uh, the, the latest rocket launch. He has a piece from one of their test stages and, uh, a big piece of it that we're going to cut up and send out to, uh, to some of the first buyers of our NFT, which would be really fun. Yeah, that's very cool. So, um, so then with, with, when this launches, um, there's only a limited amount of available. So is it going to be uh, how many are available and is it like a first come first serve? You're launching it all on the same day. Like, how's that going to work? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have, we're, we're, we have 10,000 is the number that we're selling. Uh, well, we're, we have 10,000. We're going to mint a thousand ourselves to set aside. So we're going to sell 9,000, uh, on, you know, once they're available, we'll be selling out 9,000. And then the way you get in is just join our, join our discord, follow us on Twitter and, uh, and you can essentially just become whitelisted, which means that if we know who you are and we, we have your address with your Ethereum address, then we can make it so you can be the first to buy. So you're not competing against a bunch of other people trying to hit that buy button. So, um, so yeah, so right now we're just, we're working on just getting people whitelisted who really are serious and want to buy. And so that way they don't have to compete against the masses. Come um, what exchange are they on? So they're going, they're not, uh, they're not up on any exchange right now because we're, we're not, we're not selling them yet, uh, uh-huh. but they're going to be on, they're going to be on open which is, uh, the main Ethereum NFT exchange. Yeah. That's where my NFT is. Open sea. It took yeah. me like 10 minutes to create my first NFT on there. Yeah. So if you go to, um, if you go to badastrosociety.com, you'll see in it, the way we built the website's really cool is that we actually, we did it backwards. We, we made it. So you start at the bottom and you scroll up cause we think that rockets go up and we think that you should go up <laughs> with it. So, so, uh, so yeah, so we, we, we made it so uh, it, it scrolls up. It's a fun, cool, interactive uh, website. It's really simple to understand. You can read about it. You can click on the white paper to learn more about how we're actually doing this financially and how the numbers work out. And then uh, and then at the top is where we're going to have a mint button where you, you'll be just purchasing it from our website. But that mint button is not there right now, but it will be. So it's, it's going to be connected to OpenSea though, right? somehow right so then once you once you hit the mint button and you mint it then it would show on OpenSea. got if you it. wanted to sell that you could sell that or if you wanted to buy from somebody else you could buy from. is somebody this else. going to be something where you'll connect your wallet directly to your website like if i have like a browser wallet like a yep. metamask yep, type thing it. yep so you'll you'll want a metamask wallet which is an ethereum uh, browser wallet which is your wallet and you'll want to put some ethereum in there so you can actually make the purchase when the time comes wow Okay. All right. Well, um, 
I'm excited about this. I love this idea. Um, I'm going to be joining your Discord and following along because I just think this is so cool. Uh, I'll be, I didn't know what this talk was going to be about when we got signed up today because, you know, sometimes my assistant just says, Hey, you're talking to Charlton. And that's literally all I knew. And so that's some, perfect. it is perfect because usually if I, you know, this is totally off topic, but <laughs> usually I'll like try to make a judgment. Like if I don't know who it is I'm talking to, I'll be like, oh, this guy's going to be boring or whatever. <laughs> and I didn't make that judgment this time because I've learned yeah. my lesson. But but like when I saw the you name. I just thought like you're telling me he's going to sell NFTs and bring people to space. Damn, <laughs> this is too good to be true. Get out of here. Get, I'm not talking to this guy. Well, you, you <laughs> know, crazy. I, I've, I didn't make that judgment because I because in the past I have done that, not with NFTs, but with other people, like just trying to judge a book by its cover time kind of thing. Yeah. And it's been ended up being some of my best guests. And uh, this has been a lot of fun, too. So. I had no idea what I was getting into on this call, but now that I'm here, I've just had so much fun. Uh, so again, just recap to everybody how they can follow you, connect with you, and uh, be a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. You can check us check out our website at badastrosociety.com. And you can check out our Twitter at, it's again, at Bad Astro Society, the Twitter handle. And then if you join our Discord, which you can find on our website, you can find a, a, a button to go to our Discord. If you join our Discord, that's really the way in which you're going to connect with us as a community. You can reach out to us on, to us on Twitter. We'll definitely answer any questions there as well. Um, but if you want to get involved in the community, you want to ask you know more in depth questions than what Twitter is you know really will allow you to uh, you know ask or and or Twitter's not really the best place to answer in depth questions. So Twitter is just like for making key statements about the world. <laughs> exactly. And bumper sticker argument, yeah. uh, arguments. And, you know, yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's yeah, not great really for wanna, conversation. Right. If you really want to know, join our Discord. Uh, we're in there every day and we have a great community going. Um, and it's a global community, which is what makes NFTs and Web3 so cool is that it really is a global community. Yeah, this is great. So I'm going to be doing that. And uh, so for everyone that's listening, make sure you check out Bad Astro Society, connect with Charlton, do your research, ask questions, find out. Um, and, you know, even, here's my thoughts on it. If you don't want to go to outer space, hey, buy it and, and sell it later because it's going to go up in value or buy it and give it to your kids or grandkids or whatever, you know, that risk p risky person in your family that's willing to do crazy stuff, buy it for him. <laughs> you know, but I think you should check this out and go uh, and, and you know, connect with these guys because it's a really cool project. Well, Charlton, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Casey. I really appreciate it. You are a gentleman and a scholar, sir, and I'm excited to uh, I'll be, I'm excited to see you in our Discord. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. 
Until next time.